0: a dream
1: that one day yeah. no matter how long it may take us
0: as long as we have faith in our cause and uh, an unconquerable willpower knowing that
1: here on earth God's work must truly be our own this is a time of challenge to our interest and our values And it's a time to test our wisdom and our skills. This will not be a campaign of half measures. And we will accept no outcome but victory.
0: Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. Read my
1: lips. We will respond forcefully. Heavy as they are, the cost of action must be weighed
0: against them. Hey guys, thanks for listening hey, in today. Wait, wait, wait. I'm oh, sorry. I think you mean everyone. Oh, so sorry. I need to be more inclusive. Thank you. Hello everyone, and thanks for listening to the podcast today. I'm Kevin.
1: And I'm Brian.
0: And we hope you enjoy. And we are live. For We're the live. second time. <laughs> guys, <laughs> you're, you're a, I am you're, so you're sorry. You're going right into it, I huh? Am, yeah, I apologize to our listeners. I apologize to Brian. Live. No, stop. Um, I, I pressed a button. And I deleted our entire. It wasn't a good button. No, it was a bad button. I deleted Very deleted like a four, like a forty minute conversation that Brian and I just had. Yeah, but you Someone know, hurt.
1: I mean, <laughs> the, well, and you pointed out like it was it was oh, raw my god. and and that's what we always bring. it, so it's it's going to be just as good this one, if not better.
0: Oh my god, that was a practice run, frick, <laughs> sickles, guys. I'm real sorry. <laughs> so. Obviously, we, got lot to, we got a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, obviously we're going to be
1: talking about the impeachment and everything like that. We have a lot to cover. And one of the things Kevin and I talked about in the most recent podcast that is no longer going to be on the air. And Shut up. <laughs> I can't and, even hear about it right and now. And before was, you know, I think everyone's a little bit tired of the Trump saga. We got all the way up to, what was it, November 3rd? Yeah. November 6th, November 3rd was this mm-hmm. year, 6th was 2016. We got to that point in the election, and then it was like days until we knew the results. We find out Biden wins, and then there's all these lawsuits, and then there's this, and then there's that, and then there's, okay, well, all of a sudden the certification of each state mattered, and there were recounts, and then we're waiting on, on you know, Ossoff and Warnock to, to win their, their seats, and then we have the storming of the Capitol. And it shook everything. And it's something that, you know, will still be talked about for years and years to come. But it has led to this moment of impeachment. And the House today impeached Donald Trump. So we need to talk about that. But one thing that the Republicans brought up over and over again was, well, we need to heal. And instead of impeaching the president, we need to focus on healing. So we're going to talk a little bit about the impeachment first. And then, how do we heal? Yes. Because I disagree with the Republicans on how we heal. So we'll talk about how we yeah. feel we are going to heal. But let's first talk about the impeachment, Kevin.
0: Let's talk about the impeachment, Brian. <laughs> I am, I feel so bad. <laughs> well, the thing, is, the funny thing so is about
1: this is like, I came in to the first podcast, not, not t- like I'm always excited, but I've just, I'm, I'm worn down because I'm having these yeah. conversations and, I'm I'm coming into this one a little bit more upbeat because I think you need me to level you off right <laughs> now. Oh my gosh. I'm looking into That's your so eyes funny. and there are actually flames in your eyes yeah. right
0: now. Oh my gosh. So we we covered a lot of in in our unreleasable <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Brian had brought up a couple of things and they were very good points. And he he talked about how because Brian is so dedicated to politics he's so dedicated to constant research constant news articles can't, constantly watching things well, that's online. our second job exactly this
1: podcast is a second job it we is take it seriously
0: it's the job that i enjoy the most mm-hmm. um that is for sure um no disrespect to my full-time job because <laughs> i enjoy that too this is just <laughs> like you know
1: this is this is i was talking to my wife this is like when you take a job you want it to be something you're passionate about
0: yes yeah.
1: And while you're an incredible bartender and you show a lot of passion when you're doing it and I'm good, I'm pretty good at my job and I'm passionate about doing well at things. This is, this is where our passion lies when it right. comes to right. job. So,
0: so, um, that being said, um, I, I, I think I could tell in the, especially in the last few weeks and especially since Capitol Hill, just how uh, stressful it's been for you and how yeah. exhausting it's been for me or yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, Because I I do see the importance big time in in staying or keeping, you know, keeping your finger on Mm -hmm. the pulse and Mm -hmm. knowing what's going on. Um, And I do think that's important. Uh, The point that I I like to bring up, too, is I think that in order for the country to heal, because we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Um, I think in order for the country to heal, I think people need to take a step back. Yeah. I think people need to unplug. I think people need to breathe. Um, something that I don't think I see you do, Brian, that I definitely, this is probably why I'm so calm, Mm. except for when I delete a podcast. (laughs) Um, I, I think that what keeps me calm through politics is, um, when we're done recording on Wednesday nights and when we're done recording on Sunday nights, Mm -hmm. I immediately go home Mm. and I don't watch anything political. Mm hmm. Um, I just went through like I was watching. I was going. You don't through, think
1: like, I do that? I, well, I don't know. No, I
0: don't. Know. I don't immediately I go back to my times. <laughs> yeah, because you text me. Check myself. Like and... we leave. I leave. I go home. I you know. I sit down. I probably send Brian something stupid in a text message to try to make him laugh. And then I immediately go to because I just did all my budgets and stuff like that, and I got rid of a bunch of my subscriptions. Mm. I accidentally got rid of Hulu. My wife wasn't happy about that. She loves the Kardashians. Um. <laughs> But my wife does. Too. I after so I got rid of like four subscriptions, and so I justified getting Peacock because I couldn't go without Parks and Rec anymore, and I couldn't go without The Office, office
1: Brooklyn 99.
0: Yeah, I fucking love. Cool, 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 cool. No, 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 no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, but I immediately go home and I watch that, and I decompress, and I try to pretend for a second that the country is not falling down a deep black hole, yeah. Um, because i think that that's good too because i think right now people are mad yeah Every, everyone is mad yeah people are either mad at donald trump yep and the republican party or people are mad that donald trump didn't win the election you right. know what i mean right. and so we are so divided as people i think that the only way to move forward is for people to take that step back, is for people to really take a good look at what's important to them and what they want out of this country. Um, and uh, I think Rafiki said it best. Yeah. Uh, from The Lion King. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where he hit why'd the you guy in the head. Yeah, why'd you do that? You know, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. It's in the past. So you can either, you know, dwell on it. hmm or you can learn from it. And now is that time where we need to learn from what happened with Donald Trump and we need to move forward.
1: Yeah. So I am, I am, I, I guess I'm, I, I understand that mindset and, and I do agree with it to a certain extent, but my biggest thing, and, and I alluded to this on, on the most recent podcast that will not be making the air. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I alluded to that. The idea of <clears throat> this is a wound. And we need to medicate the wound before putting a bandage on it and letting it heal. Um, and that wound is twofold. Uh, we have the incitement of of an insurrection, and that's what Donald charge has been impeached with. Donald so, Trump
0: has been ch- impeached with. Yeah. So, so... You said Donald charge.
1: Oh, sorry. Donald Trump has been... Charged um, with. Yeah, charged with. Uh, he's been impeached. It is passed... The, the resolution has passed the House. And... I think that's part of it. I think there's also a major issue with the support that he is still receiving from many Republicans and you know some Republicans voted against um the the impeachment because of the procedure, right? It was it was moving too fast for them. They right. didn't like that. Or Some believed, you know, he didn't incite it or some believe, you know, his claims of, you know, election fraud are, are, you know, true and should be continued further in, in terms of investigations and lawsuits, et cetera, et cetera.
0: That was the junior, uh, uh, house member from North Carolina. Was it not? That was saying that it's moving too fast.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Um, he, yeah, it was, I can't remember her name, but yeah, there were a couple that had said that. Yeah. Um, the the one that stood out to me was Matt Gates and, and hmm. I mean he is he is one of the most triggering Congress people I can think of in terms of how frustrated I get because on January sixth he inflamed further the notion that the Capitol Hill was stormed by Antifa. He then never apologized for that. He never said, "You know what? I was wrong." He goes about his day, and then shows up today and starts bringing up how Donald Trump was fighting the good fight because he's tr- it, everything he is saying is true. And then he called the Biden family the Biden crime family,
0: which is an insult to crime families because there were way better crime families out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can't think of any because
1: yeah. I think of the Gotties.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Or um what was the Irishman? Um Shit.
0: I don't know, but you know what? I got to be honest with you. Like Irish crime families. No, no, no. no. The him.
1: Irishman was it was um
0: he was the leader of the unions. Oh, um Hoffa.
1: Yeah, Jimmy Hoffa and yeah. his his crime syndicate.
0: So. I want to I would that's one like mystery I want solved. I want to know where he's buried. He's not buried. He's kind of
1: floating somewhere deep, deep down.
0: You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is ask Robert De Niro. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he killed him in the movie.
1: Yeah, he did kill him in that the movie. That was a great freaking movie. movie. Sorry, I really liked the Irishman.
0: Oh, shit.
1: But, I mean, mm. everyone knows Jimmy Hoffa got killed him. Right. Everything. But here yeah. nor there. Um. So So calling the Biden family a crime family further stokes the fire. And then on the other side, you know, the very next Republican to speak is saying, you know, we need to heal. And this is only going to inflame people. It's only going to bring forth more violence. I think that in itself is is a very threatening position to be in. And at that moment, as a Republican or Democrat or whomever you are, if you're saying if I don't do the wrong thing, if I if I do the wrong thing, I'm safe. But if I do the right thing, I might have threats coming my way then you really need to do the right thing now before it gets worse. Yeah.
0: So let's let's delve into the impeachment a little bit more because yeah. here's here's something I want to get from you because I think this is something where I'm more torn on than you are. Mhm. And I, I want to say I know that I am the unpopular opinion on this show, and I'm okay with that. I will you take that, on. You said that last podcast. I don't. Yeah, it's why. so weird. Had anyone hear that one? No. no. <laughs> okay, I can laugh at it now. See, I, I was, faster. I was just going to keep fast, I was just, just going to keep poking you to. Yeah. You, you
1: you poked me so many times. This is like the time this. in
0: first grade when I had a speaking part, and I got made fun of because they told me to take a deep breath in the microphone. Like we're not in the microphone, but they said take a deep breath and you'll feel better. And I went up there and I go <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Sorry for anyone listening in the car. <laughs> but and I got laughed at and I was so fucking embarrassed. Um I think I moved pat the past this faster. <laughs> okay, good, good. But um
1: Okay, so, so here's here
0: are my thoughts on torn. the impeachment. Yeah. I think that Donald Trump should be impeached. Yeah. Do I think that he's guilty? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a background. I mean, I have, like, a paralegal certificate, um, yeah, so but, like, I don't... I, no, I
1: don't have a background in
0: law. Not no. But you have a, a, a solid uh, grounding in um, politics
1: okay,
0: and in government. Okay. So I need to hear all the facts. But I think that this is something that should be done. And I think this will be good for the country regardless. Mm-hmm. I do worry that if it doesn't, because I don't think it'll make it past the... Uh, I don't think he'll be convicted in the Senate. I don't think that'll happen. Um... And I think that could cause more, you know, more of an uproar. Uh But what bothers me about this is the timing because I I want to put this out there so everyone knows and so everyone can hear this. I hope that uh, Joe Biden has a fucking stellar four years. Yeah. I hope he comes in. We need it. We need him to do really well he I want him to come in. he's got a fully democratic government now. um I want him to come in. I want him to be a mover and a shaker
1: yeah and he's in and he's I, he said that he's going to adopt a more fdr like mentality where the deficit it doesn't fucking matter. And it's like, so important. And 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 surprisingly, the deficit hawks are on the Republican Party, but it never pans out that way. And the right. Democrats have been lowering the deficit with each presidency, whether it's Clinton or Obama. Right. And I think that was going to be the intention of Biden uh, coming in. But then we have this global pandemic and, and all that is going on. And we have so many unemployed. We have so many underemployed. We have so many, you know, who took. Uh, salary cuts and everything like that. And at the same time, we're watching, you know, the Bezos's and the Buffets and the Musks get richer and, and richer. richer and richer. Yeah.
0: Elon Musk is now the richest person. He went yeah, past Bezos. Crazy,
1: crazy, huh? They're going to, they're going to keep flip flopping because oh, yeah. it's, um, it's based on their stock market valuations. Right. And, right. Right. You right. know, <clears throat> here nor there, we, we are in this position of Biden needing to take this approach like FDR did because, you know, what what FDR did was he he expanded the government and created more government jobs. So you didn't just have people getting unemployment. They went back to work. Right. And there's a certain level of pride and engagement in yeah, that, that, that it people have purpose and it rallies people. I've been on unemployment for an extended period of time and it is it is absolutely heart wrenching. It is um disenfranchising. You don't I would spend eight to 10 to 12 hours a day sending out applications, modifying cover letters. And by the end of the day, I felt like I had done so much. I was so exhausted and nothing got accomplished because I didn't have a job. Right. Could, it, and then I do it the next day and the next right. day and the next day. So getting people back to work, whether it's a government job Or whatever the case was, that's what FDR did. Oh, we have a pile of stone that needs to move from there to there. Okay, I'm hiring five guys to move that stone from here to there. That's a job. It's well-paying. They have benefits. Good. Move it. And that's what Biden is going to do, I think, going forward. So I'm very excited and hopeful for that. But I do think there is a level of healing that has to happen before we just start saying, oh, we're healed and we're, you know, getting people back to work. And, you know, to go back to what you said was, you know, you're kind of torn. And And I agree, like Donald Trump didn't say, hey, you guys go storm the Capitol and blow shit up and ruin democracy. But there's a level of incitement that has been going on and on and on. Right. And that's what they're going to have to go after. Me personally looking at his verbiage and, and I see it, you know, the old saying about pornography, you know it when you see it. <laughs> I know it when I see Who it. Who was
0: it that said that?
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's a very famous cliche. Yeah.
0: Well, so, it was in Congress, wasn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. because they were talking about the censorship of porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah First yeah. Amendment rights. You know it when you see it. And that, when we were talking about last time with with uh, internet, right? Yeah. And, and how censorship began and some of the the free reign that you know, Facebook has had was because of rulings in the early nineties about
0: playing on the internet. So
1: what I am saying is for me, you know, I don't think it necessarily requires a strong background in politics or law. I think, you know, it when you see it and you saw him speak a certain way with a certain demeanor and we saw the outcome directly after it. Yeah. And
0: I see, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think. What again? I, I said this when we recorded last Wednesday mm-hmm, uh, about cap, the Capitol Hill riots. Yeah. Um, I think he was just too little, too late, which is like kind of like the theme for his presidency. Um, I think that he should have been speaking out earlier about being peaceful. Um. He should have been speaking earlier about, you know, uh, he should have told him to fucking go away earlier. And I, I, th- I think that's his biggest crime there that I have seen. Again, I, I'm, I need to do more research. Yeah. I need to hear all the facts. I'm not, you know, giving him. I'm not saying that he's innocent. No, no, you know I, what I mean. I'm just saying that I really like my, I like my fact cereal in the morning. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and I can appreciate that with, you know, definitely that, that's don't something like I, tricks. I definitely. <laughs> I I can appreciate that about you. You always want to remain as balanced as possible. So you understand all elements of things for me. I, I just feel it's, it's, it's there. And it's the, it was like watching the crime happen on TV. I remember like I was watching that and, and the Senate hearing, or was it the Senate? Yeah. I was watching the Senate, not the house. When they were doing the certification and the objections coming up, and Ted Cruz, I remember yeah. that. And then I clicked over and I and I watched the the Trump one as well, and I and I saw that, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like it was so aggressive. We won't, you know, we won't. He literally said, "We'll never concede." He said, "We need to take our government back with strength. We can't show weakness." And you know, he was using certain verbiage like. It was, it was almost Mussolini-like in nature, right? It was just the right temperature to really rile him up without being so aggressive that it was a turnoff. And for me, I think that's what's going to be talked about. And, and I can appreciate you wanting to hear it all laid out and see all the evidence. But for me, I, th- I think it's going to be very clear. Now, to your other point, will it actually pass the Senate as a conviction? Where, you know, we talked about it last time, you know, in the last Trump impeachment... You know, the House brings the charges. They've now essentially, quote-unquote, arrested him, right? They've brought forth the charges, and there's going to be a trial. Now, yes, they didn't actually arrest him and put him in handcuffs and bring him in. But what you want to think of is, you know, an impeachment is like, um, you know, Stabler showing up on your door and putting the handcuffs in, and then then you go to the, the courtroom, right? So he's now headed to the courtroom of the Senate. And in order to be convicted and removed from office and lose the pension and lose blah, 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 in order for that to happen, he needs 67 senators to vote against him or to vote to convict. Right now, it is a 50-50 split in the Senate House, or um, Republican and Democrat. So we do know of some senators saying that they're considering it or they do, like McConnell came out and said those were impeachable offenses. Right. Um, You know, Susan Collins has said she would definitely consider it. Same with Sass and um, Markowski and maybe one more, but here nor there, you know, there are some senators coming forward and I think there's only 10 senators so far who have said absolutely not. They would vote against it. And I think that was uh, Rubio and and a couple of others. The usual Uh, suspects. yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the most surprising was McConnell, and you know, to say I think this is an impeachable offense. He hasn't said I'm going to convict, but right. which rightfully so, you don't say I'm going to convict without hearing all of the evidence and going through the procedure. But yeah, because he, he's acknowledging, it. right? He's right. acknowledging it, and I think that's really important. And and to go back a step to to the impeachment, I, I do want to give credit where it is due. Um, Liz Cheney has. <laughs> been a rose you know growing out of concrete right she is standing firm in her belief that what donald trump did was wrong he incited an insurrection and needs to be punished and she was one of the leaders of the house republicans i think she's like the third in charge Mm -hmm. and she has vocally said you know this was wrong it should be punished he should be impeached and that was quoted over and over and over again by the democrats And at no point did she start backing, you know, walking it back and saying, oh, well, you know, I, I think that was mis, you know, construed or anything like that. She stood around. And she said, no, I'm not going anywhere.
0: <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Beyond all of that, I think that there were we're kind of at a crossroads here. And a question that I want to pose to you for a second time this evening <laughs> is this because Maybe I, I can
1: answer it better this time.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Here's your second chance, baby. Come out swinging. Um I don't even so know what it is. So I got Brian all, oh no you'll know as soon as yeah. Okay. I got Brian all riled up before. Actually, I didn't even get Brian all riled up. I'm Gates. not even needed to get Brian riled up anymore. <laughs> Just
1: say Matt Gates and I'll get riled. Yeah, up.
0: Matt Gates. Matt Gates, Matt Gates, Matt Gates. He's like Beetlejuice. Oh my god. Say his name 3 times and he'll call you a crime lord. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> so Brian, um if you have been listening for a while, you'll notice that Brian has a lot of negative things to say about Republicans. Yes. And so Brian was uh, a little bit the upset. The Republican Party? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Brian was saying um, he was getting a little bit riled up, getting a little bit upset about what's going on and, and everything like uh, that with the yeah. impeachment. Yeah. And so, Brian, again, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. what do you think needs to happen? Because there is a healing that needs to happen in this country. Yes. There is, uh, we need to move forward. Yes. In your mind. Yes what what needs to happen? Like what's your three step process? What's your four step, five step process? Yeah.
1: Um, so first and foremost, I think you you approach this almost like like a a cancerous cell is in the body. And the first thing you do is you remove the cancerous cell, right? If you can. And that's what I think the impeachment of, of Donald Trump is. It's it's an opportunity to remove him and and show that there is going to be accountability going forward. Um, he should have been held accountable so many other times by his party and was not. And I think that allowed for people to be, um, I don't know how to put it, but essentially he was conning people into a certain messaging. And when people in his party said, Oh, well, our whole platform is going to enthusiastically back you. I think that left people with this understanding of what Donald Trump was saying. It, it, everything he was saying was actually true. When Republicans in both the House and the Senate knew that it wasn't necessarily the case. Okay. So I think
0: removing him
1: and showing that there's going to be accountability going forward it's, is very important to me.
0: So step one, impeach Donald Trump.
1: And and remove. Okay. Um, the, the next step.
0: Now, here's the thing though. Okay. I don't, it's not going to happen uh, well, before. I agree. You know what I mean? Cause I, McConnell, Oh, that's true. Yeah. McConnell yeah. has already said that he's not going to bring back the Senate. I get that. Yes. He wants to have right. his vacation. You're right. You're right. Um, so we're not going to see that. And that's, again, that goes back to what I was saying about what bothers me a, a little bit about the timing. Not a little bit. It bothers me a lot about the timing is, you know, and despite what Bernie Sanders said about walking and chewing bubble gum, yeah, I love it. Um, <laughs> We came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. <laughs> they Live. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Oh God, it's a terrible movie. I love it.
1: Wait, what movie? I thought that was from Duke Nukem.
0: No, that's from They Live. Oh, okay. That, and it's an old wrestler, like Rowdy Reiner, Rowdy Rowdy Rowdy, Rowdy Popper, Piper.
1: Rowdy Roddy
0: Piper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in it, and he like okay. plays a guy who can see aliens because of these magical right. sunglasses. Okay, I know the glasses. And were, he goes into the bank.
1: They were like the old people
0: glasses. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Like the yeah, big yeah. blue blockers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. And He just said, I came here to kick ass and chew bubble gum yeah. and I'm all out of gum. Yeah. It's a great line. It is good. Um,
1: Something good came
0: of it. I'm yeah, right. <laughs> so um, I, I get that, that sentiment of being able to multitask. But I think that it's it's just that much more of a hindrance on the Biden presidency. But okay, so we impeach Donald Trump, we convict him. So Step two.
1: Yeah, so let me address that as well. Um, for me, the number one most important thing for the Biden administration to come in and do, or anything in America right now, is the pandemic response. And I know you and I both agree on that. It's getting stimulus checks out. It's helping figure out how badly botched this vaccine rollout has been and how to fix getting those doses distributed better. Um, We have, you know, doses just sitting around because they haven't been distributed properly and they're not getting, you know, put in the places they need to be for the people that need them most, right? So we have the frontline, you know, the frontline workers. You have, you know, the doctors and the nurses and, and all of that. You have people who have had to, you know, work in grocery stores, you have teachers going back, you have all of these people, you have nursing home workers and staff, plus people that live in nursing homes, at-risk people, they need to get these vaccines. Right. Um, so they, the, the Biden administration has to do two things, and that's first, help people, you know, get back on their feet with their jobs or at least not be losing their homes. And then also, because of the pandemic, make sure this vaccine rolls out so we can start getting to a sense of normal as quickly as possible. And I, and I know some people are going to be opposed to the vaccine. And I, I urge you to continue doing your research. Watch the progress that's being made. Um, and really, really consider taking it. I know the moment it becomes available to someone like me, I'm, I'm going to take it. But that's your personal choice, and that's a whole nother podcast. But they need to make sure that people are getting those to return to a sense of normalcy as quickly as possible. It's like one A for that. This is one B for me. Because this is the fabric of democracy is this level of a formal concession and a transition to the next president. You know, George Washington setting the precedent and stepping down and saying, no, someone else has to do this and, and we have to prepare them to do it. And we have to set them up for success. Because it's no, it's better to set someone else up for success because that's your legacy. Your 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 four or eight years isn't it? It's also how did you hand the reins over to the next person right. to make them successful? Absolutely. And it shouldn't fucking matter what party they are in. It should matter that you're helping the American
0: public. Country before party.
1: Absolutely. So I think for me, this is a major thing to handle. And while I do agree, like, would I rather Biden be putting his efforts, you know, elsewhere? Yes. And I think the pandemic will get the majority of his efforts in the Senate's efforts and, and whatever. But I think this is ensuring that going forward, tyranny and tearing down democracy will not be acceptable, right? And and I think handling the Trump impeachment is going to be important also it's going to really force people to draw a line in the sand do i care about what my constituents back home say yes but is it going to make me choose the wrong things just so i can take my seat back next election you're going to have people making those tough tough decisions and hopefully enough people either a are going to retire and say i'm going to vote the right way no matter what right or b say I got to do the right thing and I got to send the right message home. This election was fair and free. It was the democratic process. And I have to really help people understand that back home. And the way you, you begin the healing process is holding people accountable and holding, you know, the truth to a higher standard than it's been in the last four years. And, and saying just because the truth hurts sometimes it's still important to recognize it. It's still important to realize it. And that's that's in anything in life, right? Right. I don't want a yes man in my life. I want my partner, right? My wife tells me, Brian, put your fucking bowl away. Like, otherwise, it's just going to lay there, right? right? Call the truth out. You're being lazy. You're not doing... like. Not saying my wife only says, like, hey, you know, make more dials at your job or whatever the case is, you know, be a better friend. I needed you in this moment. Like, you need to have those conversations with people, right? In your life, you, the listener, you are sitting there and you are pondering your life and all this stuff that's going on politically, this is relevant to you, right? We want our senators and our congresspeople and our president to be comfortable And the confrontational truth where sometimes it's not easy to hear, but it is what must be heard in order to grow. Right, And that's what you have to do at home. You have to do that with your partner. You have to do that at work. You have to do that with your children. You have to do that with your friends. And we should hold our senators and our representatives and our president and our justices and everyone else in government to the same standard.
0: I'm going to draw you back. Sure. I think that was beautiful, by okay. the way. I think that was great. Okay. Um, sorry. So I just went off. That's okay.
1: I didn't do that the first I, time. I just blacked I didn't, out. I didn't, I just st- I didn't out. stick to the script of our practice first round. <laughs> yeah, God, who cares?
0: <laughs> I'm trying to pretend it didn't happen because I'm just telling. Never. you Never.
1: It's fun, you know. Yeah. And this is the thing, Kev. What I, What you guys need to understand about Kevin is he is an absolute perfectionist. So when an episode you know, has like a tinge to it in the sound or something like that, or he didn't say something the right way, or he thinks, so, you know, people are going to misconstrue what he says. He takes it very personally, and that's why I'm absolutely badgering you on it, so you just realize it's not the end of the world. I think
0: Brian heard me say fuck more times than I've ever said it in my entire (laughs) life when storming out (laughs) the garage door, fuck, fuck. <laughs> it happens. I let down my business. Um, <sighs> no. So I want to bring you on to step two sure. here. Cause that yeah. was the, honestly, I, I think that was a, a very good point to make. Okay. And I think that kind of blends in with what, what we were saying in the last podcast. Yeah. Um, is that cause I, something I had brought up is the issue that I see in politics now is cause we, we, you brought up being heard by yeah. your politicians yeah. And I think that's a very important point because one thing that I will say is in all the years uh, that I can remember, um, I've never really felt heard by my politician. Mm -hmm. And and I think that that is an issue that led to Donald Trump. I think that people didn't feel heard and I think that people saw this guy and listened to this guy talk and said, you know, this is the guy for me. This guy is going to he's looking out for me. Which, you know, how they felt that, I, I'll never really know because, you know, this is, you know, a, a very wealthy man who... His had entire penthouse
1: ha- in New York was all gold.
0: Right, exactly. Right. So, um, and I think that that has a lot to do with a couple of things. The first and foremost is probably the education system, and I think yeah. that we need to pile a lot, a lot more money into that. Yeah. People need to be taught better cr- critical thinking skills. Yeah. I think the government in politics needs to be a bigger part of curriculum as well. Oh, you're making um, me excited. I know, right? <laughs> but I want to move you on to step two of your of your proposed um Wait, are we
1: gonna dive into that though? I'm sure we can. Okay. Go for it, Brian. So yeah. did, did we, we talk the class in the world, did baby. We, did we talk class warfare in this one? We did not in okay. this one. <laughs> so I just don't want to be in creating a rampant. spreadsheet of what yeah. we brought yeah. <laughs> up in the
0: last one and not this one. So so
1: one thing I think is Kevin kind of uh, was bringing up here was this idea that people aren't feeling hurt and and what we're seeing at the Capitol Hill was essentially class warfare disguised as political warfare. Um, it, it, it came off as Republican versus Democrat and that's what it was, but it's also like, there's this rooted issue. And you know, one of the things that I say like, okay, we got to remove this cancerous issue. Donald Trump isn't the only issue here. And, and that's the thing is like, we need to address this as, Hey, we need to educate people better. We need to make sure. And this is why I am always reading the news and and focused on the news and sharing it on Facebook and telling my friends and showing this. And because the news is important and and I'm not one of those people that's like, Oh, mainstream media. No, the New York times, the Washington post, PBS, NPR. I trust those sources. They are very, very, very good about reporting the facts. Op-eds for, you know, CNN and and Fox News, those late night shows of, you know, uh, Hannity or Don Lemon or whatever the case yeah. is, those are talking heads. I'm talking about the news. We need to be respectful of that. People have studied their whole lives to get to that point that point you know they went to journalism school and and if they're working at the ny times they probably went to like a northwestern or or whomever has a really great journalism school and then they get to the top level yeah they 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 continue to to you know refine their craft and they do such a good job and we need to like trust those those people who have donated who have you know focused their entire lives on this mission similar to we trust people at at you know, we we trust a, a DeGrasse Tyson. Mm-hmm. Tyson mm-hmm. DeGrasse. DeGrasse Tyson. Neil
0: DeGrasse Tyson.
1: We trust him when he talks about astronomy. Like, you're not yeah. like, fake news, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you trust him because he's he's focused his entire life on this mission of delivering information. I love listening to right. that man talk. And it's similar to to the mainstream media of the New York Times, WAPO, PBS, NPR, et etc., et cetera, et cetera. We need to take those that information and educate ourselves. But like Kevin said, we need to be dumping money into the education system. Pay teachers very well. Make it an attractive right. position yeah, for people to want to go. You want your Aristotles and Socrates to go into the classroom and not go into financial banking every and, single and time. And it,
0: it, it's more than that, too, because you... Above all, I think what you need in a good teacher is someone who can inspire, someone who can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, make you excited about learning what you're learning. Um, I had a fantastic biology teacher in high school, and mm-hmm. I think that's what me got, got me so interested in science in the first place. And what I liked about him is he really enjoyed the subject matter he was teaching. Mm-hmm. And he was passionate about having everyone's attention and he was notorious for when he was teaching something and he felt the class wasn't paying attention, he would yell out drugs, sex, and rock and roll <laughs> to, and it, you know what I mean? It was just that, like that level of, uh, of, um, I don't know, sincerity, I suppose, or just like, um, down to earthness. Yeah. You know what I mean? He just wanted our attention. He wanted us to listen to him. He wanted us to learn these things that he had spent his life studying and yep. and understanding. And I think that that's important, too. And I think, honestly, like, it's one of the most important things when you're going to school. Um, something we had mentioned earlier, too, mm-hmm. is um, I think that there needs to be a change of the guard as far as yeah. Congress. Yeah. I think there is too much old blood. Yeah. Whether or not they have our best interests at mind. And I'm not saying get rid of all of them. You know what I mean? I I think I said this in our last podcast. You keep Grandpa Bernie around (laughs) as kind of like a, uh, you know what I mean? Uh, What RAs in college? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Keep him around as like an RA. Like he shows you the ropes. Okay. And yet, you know, Grandpa Bernie takes you by the hand and he brings you into your first day in Congress. (laughs) Um, You know, and there's more than just him. But like, um, I think that there needs to be a a younger more vibrant um and of course well educated um yeah I mean you you need you, know. you
1: need diversity and and you know you can see different charts like 50% of congress is millionaires Right. Right. Five percent of America is like. Right. How are they going to represent our best interests when it's not a perfect it's not a model right. of, of right. our country. Yeah. Right. And you talk about women versus men in Congress. You talk about uh, minorities in Congress. You talk about, um, you know, uh, sexuality wise. Right. Mm-hmm. How many yeah. homosexuals or openly homo- homosexual people are in, in Congress or how many or openly gay or- people
0: do we have in Congress?
1: I don't know of yeah, me any person I'm saying. Yeah. I know there, there was a couple of trans people that didn't get to Congress, but like local governments. Oh, okay. so like state legislatures. Hey. I believe Maine. I'm not 100%. It's, so much has happened since Election Day. um, But we do need to have a better sense of, you know, or better representation in Congress. And I agree. And, and I don't, I'm not the person that says like, oh, we need term limits. I honestly think that's kind of bullshit. That's yeah. that's apathy on the voters' part. Like that's our job. That's our job right. to go right. because we don't actually vote. We're not the true democracy. We're a representative democracy. So the least we can do is send the right representatives for ourselves. Right. Right. We don't actually um, you know, vote on every single taxation or legislative piece because we say, Oh, well, I'll vote this person in and stop just listening to what they say. And I think this is a major issue that I've had with the Republican Party is like they say they're going to do something. Mm-hmm. Right. And their, their biggest calling cards is, is is two things is, is abortion and gun rights. And what legislative right. pieces have you seen them rolling out and getting passed for their constituents? None. But what you do see is them lining their pockets with taxation protocols that don't benefit the majority. Of and the I don't like
0: see I don't I don't like seeing that at all in government. Right. And, you know what I mean? and I, the problem is you do see that so much. Um, and again, I'll put Bernie aside. I'm going to give Bernie a pass because he wrote, you know, a book and made his his wealth <laughs> that way. But there are so many. Fifty percent,
1: fifty percent of the people in Congress are millionaires.
0: Are, are filthy fucking rich, man. And
1: we're not like Nancy Pelosi isn't like oh, she's like five million. No, it's, she's like a hundred million. Yeah. Oh like yeah, she's hundreds fine. of millions. She's or, gonna no, know, I think it's one hundred million. Yeah. And McConnell's like eighty-five million. Right. So we, we and I have no problem with people. Making gaining money, wealth and gaining making wealth money. over yeah. time, and like, hey, if you're making two eight, well, what is it, one hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year as a senator, and you're investing properly, like, fine, oh, you're going to be. But fine. But then again, I have an issue with senators and representatives investing in the stock market because then you you see you see yeah. a David Perdue or yeah. a Lawler like yeah. getting into you know positions where they're manipulating the markets to better their own you know, right, holdings, right, right, right. So, I would like to see some turnover. I do like, you know, the young crowd coming in. I'm yeah. not the biggest fan of um what's the the southern uh southern guy he he was a representative um Madison, I think his name is Mason. Um Mace? He's, no, he's the he's the young man in the wheelchair.
0: Oh God! I can't I don't remember.
1: Know. He 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 got voted in. I don't agree oh. because he's on the Trump train, as he said yeah. in his. Most Mace,
0: Mace was the senator, or Mace they, was the, the the female, the, the, the female from the House representatives yeah, yeah, that yeah. we were talking about earlier. Yeah,
1: <clears throat> um, but you know, I don't agree with him. But hey, it's it's a young person coming right, in. Right. Right. Um, I I do agree with that. I don't think there should be turmoil. And this is what I'm saying: is like educate people, get people excited about voting. Like this is your life. When when you take time. To listen to the Mad Libs podcast, you are showing an investment in yourself and the community around you because you're paying attention to politics. Right. Now, we're very thankful that you're choosing us to listen to oh, and you trust sure. us to deliver that information to you. I am very thankful for that. And that's why Kevin and I take it so seriously. Right. But if not us, like continue to be excited about this. This is every single day in Congress can have a massive impact on your life and that's why it's so important to follow.
0: And can I say this too? I think that actually back to the point of bringing a younger, more vibrant crowd into politics. Yeah. I think that would be a fantastic move for the Republican Party. They need to. Well, because first of all, you get past all of these old people who have like the, you know, the predisposition for like things like abortion and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? People can move past those things. Um, and then you're going to have people that are okay with, you know, gay rights, um, are, are, are willing to work on, uh, on things like, um, pay discrepancies and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think that once you get past that and then you get, you, you can kind of get back to that original Republican. Like I am just a fiscally conservative person. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I haven't seen any Republicans come into office recently that have gotten rid of the deficit.
1: Right, no, and, and and that's what I was going to say, in response to that and rebut it is like, what is the Republican Party? Right, right, because they you're saying like, oh, they accept gays, they accept they're the like,
0: scourge of your existence, Brian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um,
0: they have found the their Republican in Their one yeah. platform, the
1: Republican Party preaches fiscal conservatism, and they don't do anything. They preach yeah. gun rights. They don't really do anything for it. They preach. Yeah, well They they preach that they're you know, pro-life and they don't really do anything for it. So like, what is the Republican party? And it's this party they've, they've cemented and imprinted this idea that they are, that they are going to be fighting for those things. And then they just don't. Right. I would love to see a Republican party. Change, and this is what you and I were talking about. I think there's essentially a change happening mm. because you have the likes of Steve Schmidt, the um, former um, campaign runner of the McCain uh, president, uh, presidential campaign, and I think he did Schwarzenegger for governor in California. Yeah,
0: I think we brought him up on the podcast. Yeah. On Sunday, so, yeah. so yeah, so he's moving over,
1: and I think there is a there is a shift happening mm. where it's almost like the Democrat Party, as it stands, with like the Biden centrist view, yeah, should be what is considered the right. Yeah. And then we have the progressives on the left. And I think that would be very good for the, for the country. And here's why I say that. If you look at um, any other country in the world, they look at us like Angela Merkel is like very, very right Mm -hmm. in Germany. Right. And yet she's like left of Biden. And then you have the left right in Germany, like, which is, like where Bernie Sanders and AOC are is almost like the middle in Germany or the, you know, you, you see these European countries and, and that's why I think it's it's weird to want change, like for people, like it's weird to embrace yeah. that. But what yeah. I'm saying is, is like that's actually kind of conservative, right? Yeah. Like they want private health care, They want, you know, they don't want to move things too fast they want to they want to just get back to normal they want to get back to where we were and you know for people like me it's like no 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 no. keep going keep going we need we need a better healthcare system we need clean energy we need this and like biden is like yeah we need clean energy but you know fracking should still be around like yeah that's the thing so
0: depends on which interview you listen to
1: well i mean yeah (laughs) so I so, gotta Brian, I gotta bring you back. No, yeah. No, I okay. gotta bring you back. Okay.
0: Because I tried to bring you back earlier and then we just went on for fifteen minutes.
1: Has it been? I still
0: minutes? I still oh yeah, we're at like fifty minutes already. Oh man. I still need step two of your plan.
1: Okay, so step two
0: <laughs> So just a reminder to fifteen or twenty minutes ago, step, step, step one was the impeachment. <laughs> yeah so we're remembering Step two, Brian.
1: Step two is 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 accountability of Congress. And, okay. And and what I mean by that is Someone like Matt Gates sitting on the congressional floor and, right. you know, on the night of the rioting saying Antifa did this. No, um, the today <clears throat> calling the Biden, you know, the incoming Biden administration, the Biden crime family and promoting these um, election fraud, you know, conspiracy theory bullshit, you know, th- that level of of rhetoric needs to be removed and what you can do is censure that and you can warn them. Right. You can you can warn them like, hey, the censure is like you're being warned. You can't promote, you know, that kind of behavior. You can't promote falsies. You can you can speak your truth, right? right. You can you can represent your constituents, but you can't promote lies that we've already debunked. You okay. can't, you yeah. know, you can't continue this this whole speech pattern because what I'm scared of is this level of fascism that's being embraced? What Donald Trump tried to do was fascist in nature. It was tyrannical, and and I don't agree with it. And to further cower to it and say, "Well, if we don't, if we impeach, you know, that could really inflame people. That that's not going to heal. That's, you know, people are. I might see both dangerous. sides. I see both sides then of face, the argument. Then face it, because you're protecting right. democracy, right. and you have to risk that at all
0: costs. I, I see both sides of that argument. Yeah. Um I just think it's important to at least you know what I say it's like what I said when um you know they first came out with this whole voter fraud thing and that there was, you know, you know, all these falsities and all these dead people voting and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I said then the same thing I'm going to say now. Mm-hmm. It needs to be looked into. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So again, I'm going to say again just to show my fairness. Anyone out there listening? Who thinks I'm an asshole? You're right. No, <laughs> but I'm fair, and that is my main goal. And sometimes, t- sometimes to a fault. Sometimes I'm constantly thinking of you know, um, you gotta, all the bad things. I gotta balance this liberal over here. <laughs> I just balance in general, not just you, Brian. I balance my wife all the time. She's clean. I'm messy as fuck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, um. Th- we need to see this through. We need to go through with the impeachment process. We need to bring forth all of the findings, yeah, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, going back to what you said about censures. Um, I do want to touch on that too. Sure. I think that's a great idea. Cause sure. it's not, you're not necessarily limiting speech. No. Um, Cause that's my big thing. I'm a big pro first amendment yeah. guy.
1: And what, and what everyone is kind of misconstruing about the first amendment and, and what I want to make abundantly clear to you is your your freedom of speech only goes so far like it doesn't protect you from getting fired it doesn't protect you from losing right. access right. to social media sites that you're violating their terms of service you don't get to use it and like people are upset that you know the president got banned and like what we're supposed to continue what like, yes he violated their terms of service over and over and over again he got warnings he got yeah. he got temporary you know suspensions and then he continued and then we had Capitol Hill and it showed probably should have been suspended a lot sooner. Maybe that wouldn't have happened here nor there. Mm-hmm. You know, your freedom of your freedom of speech protects you from getting jailed by your government. Right. You can say whatever you right. want as long as you don't incite violence, as right. long as you aren't, you know, threatening the livelihoods of other people then then it's anything else is protected if it's if it's you know homophobic if it's racist if, if it's anything you are protected it doesn't protect you for your job right. or social media usage or or your opportunity to speak on the congressional floor
0: and you know what actually uh back to the Capitol Hill thing, Brian posed a very good question to me. Are we going to
1: do that now? do we have time
0: I don't think we have enough time. <laughs> So we're teasing you for the
1: next podcast. Well, what I was going to say is,
0: I'm going to tell you guys the question that Brian asked me was, um, "Do you think that anyone who was involved with the Capitol Hill riots should have their gun rights revoked?" Mm-hmm.
1: Um, under the under the understanding that the one major factor of the creation of the Second Amendment was to oppose a tyrannical government, right? And by storming Capitol Hill, you were essentially supporting a tyrannical government. Well, so, and
0: again, there's a whole lot to unpack there. Right. A whole lot so to that's, unpack. That's so that's how I guys, post it. If you guys want to hear us talk about that, because I, I would love to do it now, but this would go a full uh, another full hour, yeah. which, I mean, I would enjoy but Brian's got to cut his hair. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So if you guys would like to hear us talk about that, please hit us up on Facebook. Again, contact us on the website, uh, madlibspodcast.com. Hit us up on our Gmail account, madlibspod at gmail.com. Facebook, text us, call us.
1: We do have the Ask Me Anything coming up. Uh, The plan is Sunday. So if you have more, I'm going to post it on Facebook. Yes. Please send in questions does not have to be political we've gotten some good ones in so we might have like two rounds of this right um and it would be a nice little break and and a little bit more <clears throat> uh friendly banter
0: yeah. and it can be political questions too, yeah but i do have remember, one that's anything, really good yeah. anything ask us anything ask us about yeah. our personal lives uh, things that you don't like, our wives don't want to be heard. Hey, you know you what? Know what? Actually, I'm gonna say it. I'll say it. <laughs> you ask it, I'll answer it. Uh, I'll tell you what, too. Anybody who asks Brian to take a shot, he'll do a shot for every time you ask for him oh, to do it. Oh boy, take off Monday, brother. Oh, Wait, oh don't you have Monday off? Isn't no. it like a some sort of a holiday? No, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, I don't have it off. Oh, okay, I don't think Anna does banking holidays. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah, they're the best. So, so
1: with that in mind, did I cover everything? I said censure and then we talked education as kind that's of the, the only third that's step. the only
0: two that you yeah. covered in the last one. Is you wanted to censure them and then you you said you actually went further to say that um goodness gracious. I think you said more though.
1: Yeah, I did have a third step. It was essentially educating people and, and holding more, yeah. more accountability I think is yeah. going to be the way we heal. Right. And, and this is what it's all about is, is it what the Republicans are saying is actually accurate, but the source is, is just so poisoned for me to, to hear that. Like, yes, we need to heal, but you can't say we need to heal by right. not dealing with it. Right. You deal with it and that's how you heal with it. Yeah. So with that in mind, you know, I, I hope, I hope we, we continue to move forward. I, I keep telling people it's always darkest before the dawn, you know, a little Batman quote, it's always darkest before the dawn. I didn't think it was going to get this dark, but it's, it's the sun is we're rising here now. The we're, only, we're yeah, we're, the dawn is coming. So we're here keep now. The only thing here.
0: we can do is move forward.
1: Yeah. So if you need to talk to people, talk to people, have those conversations, ask questions, We're here for you. Hopefully, you got a lot out of this podcast. If you did, let us know. Um, If you did, like, subscribe, follow, share. Do all you can to continue building this community. We're getting more and more listeners every day. We're getting more and more Patreons every day. Shout out to Ryan. Ryan, you're the man. Please, please continue to grow this community. We love doing what we do for you, um, and we love that you're a part of it with us.
0: Yeah, and I do just want to say this, too, because we made a huge jump in this past week, especially the past two weeks, really. Um, I mean, we have over uh, 250 followers on Spotify alone and about another 50 or so on Apple. I don't know what the analytics are in Google because I can't get logged into that for some reason.
1: That's like a 1,000 people. Basically. I mean,
0: if you're rounding up. To the nearest thousand.
1: <laughs> no, you would still round down. <laughs> rounding up to the nearest oh, thousand. Oh, rounding up to it. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, if I could just ask you guys one thing, you know, it would mean so much to us. If if all of you guys could just share with one person, you know what I mean? Let, let yeah. one extra person know about us. Huge. You know what I mean? That would be awesome. We appreciate all of you guys so much. Um, the people that have been here since the beginning, the people that are just joining, you guys are all freaking awesome to us um remember always reach out to us with any questions ask us anything ask us anything that will be this sunday uh so you guys will hear it on monday patreon gets it right away sunday night baby um so always think about joining the patreon you can always find our gear at uh madlibspodcast.threadless.com we're on everything else too all right we love hit you hit us up love you guys
1: hey do you want to do this again
0: shut up <laughs> <laughs> love you guys well guys we're here We've made it to the end.
1: Wait, 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 Kevin. Kevin, we got to thank our sponsors.
0: What sponsors?
1: Well, we we haven't gotten any official sponsors yet, but we do have Patreons. Oh. And we should let people know that they can join our Patreon for subscribing from $5 to $10 to $20. Any amount helps.
0: Yeah, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you guys don't want to do a monthly subscription, you can also support us by buying some of our awesome clothing at madlibspodcast.threadless.com.
1: And that's a win-win-win.
0: Win. 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 (laughs) Also, if you guys uh, wouldn't mind, we would love for you to follow us on our Facebook page and our Instagram. Thank you. Thank you.